2: Hey, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax and you are listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Whew. What's up there, KISS Army? Thomas Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Not the Shout It Out Loudcast. Not Shout It Out Loud. Shout It Out Loudcast.
1: We're just going to change our name. Everything's changing next year. Everything. The show, the logo, everything. Fuck it. Uh, the host. Yeah, the hosts. The whole thing's changing. It's gone. Episode 146. Freedom the Rock Tour. Hooray, <laughs> dude! I'm just excited right now because now we're, we're, we're we are officially into counting days to the cruise, not months, not weeks. We can't, yeah, days, 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 days now. Yeah. Yep, yeah, uh, another
2: uh tour episode, yes, uh, and one that we went to, which is always nice.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, good time,
2: yeah, so. Let's take a look at what we did last week, Tom, and how the poll came in first.
1: All right. So we did Breaking the Band, the original series on the Reels channel, R E R I Z Z O, R E E L Z channel. Uh, we did the Kiss episode hosted by the great D. Snyder, who uh, was pretty cool. He retweeted our episode. That was kind of cool. Uh, so the poll was this was like open season here. Tons of comments, of course. But we, we decided to throw it out there. What do you think contributed most to the eventual breakup of the original four? And again, the Ace cult comes out. This is beautiful here. So your options were Peter's drug use or ego, Ace's drinking and attitude, the solo albums, or Paul and Jean's overall feelings towards Ace and Peter. Of course, Paul and Gene's feelings towards Ace and Peter won with 48%. Then Peter's drug use and ego was <laughs> close behind at 35%. Solo albums at 9%. Guess what came in last? Ace's drinking in his attitude. 8%. Ace called, oh, this wasn't Ace's fault. Ace didn't have anything to do with the breakup. Oh, it's Ace. It's Peter. <laughs> Peter got 35%. Ace got eight. <laughs> oh love you guys but come on man well go, i'm just gonna try to fly through some comments here because we got a ton this could have been an entire episode which maybe it will be um agent provocateur says i think we have a good question but wrong answers beth is the reason it fueled peter's ego and substance abuse issues which ultimately worked towards extreme animosity ace stuck around a while okay thanks paul stanley for <clears throat> that answer yeah exactly Uncle Pauly, I'm thinking after a few years, Gene and Paul seem to be working the hardest for the band. I'm sure they got tired of splitting everything four ways and equally decided to separate from rock stars to businessmen. I wouldn't blame them if that was the case. I would do the same. Oh, and we ha- well, here we go. Vincent, don't call me Roman Maroney is back to comment. It was both Peter and Ace's issues, but if Peter had been able to stay and get himself together, Ace might have not been next. But I think the musical direction of Unmasked and Elder contributed to Ace jumping ship. All right. That's a good one. Party Man. Paul's jealousy towards both of them. Ace, because he was better, the better musician, had the best solo album and hit song. And Peter, because of the success he had with Beth, Paul certainly is not the nice guy he always pretends to be. Ooh. Uh, let's see. Here. Dave G. Both Peter and Ace's contribution to the breakup were the reason for these departures from Kiss. Peter wanted to get married to pursue other things, and Ace wasn't happy for the band's direction. I don't know if that's why Peter left, but... Brian Crizzell, I feel the solo albums led to a lot of it. Once Ace outsold the two biggest egos, it was a vendetta. Uh, Sean Grief, it's a tie. The first two, Ace and Peter, drugs and booze. Uh, Mike Reese, both Ace and Peter dug the holes they put themselves in then and now. You can do little to no work or effort and expect to be treated equal. I know you guys shit. (laughs) This is great. I know you guys shit on Paul sometimes. (laughs) We do? No. But he has been the only one who hasn't let kiss fall by the wayside for something else. Yeah, we acknowledge that you could both things are true. We shit on Paul and we're glad he's around to save the band. Um, Let's see. Brian Strutter. Where's Ace and Peter's substance abuse and attitude? That's the answer. No opinions necessary. <laughs> and then somebody goes, well, your opinion seems to be all important. Brian Matwa, Ace was a classic drunk. That made him better. Oh, boy. JC. Instead of Mr. Speed, they should have called it Mr. Sensitive. Paul can never let anything go. Go ride your dumb bike and tell us how we should live our lives. And then Brian starter commented, You go work with a lazy drunk and an angry coke head and come back and tell me it's great. Oh, see, that's when the comments started to go off the rails, which is what we like. So thank you for that. Then we'll get into a few episode specific comments here from the breaking the band thing. I almost said breaking bad. Sean Hammond, great episode. I love the cheap behind the music type documentaries. A few photos, the rotated and one line voice clips from ancient interviews. Good times. Yeah, that is true. And then Jr. posts a video of a saying, where's where's my mellow yellow?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mellow yellow is now going to be the official sponsor
1: of Shout It Out Loud. I hope that's on the cruise. I hope they have. Give me a mellow yellow. And if you're out of that, get me a fountain cola. (laughs) Do you guys
2: have any fucking tab? I'm looking for Fanta
1: grape. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love rich says I love breaking the band. The kiss episode was probably my favorite. It's objectively terrible TV, but it's still good. Mindless TV for the times at which you need it. The reenactments are hilariously bad and add to the cheese factor, but that's fine with me. Cynthia Hutchins. I love that episode. Twisted Sister and Kiss are my two favorite bands. All right. Ken and Satan's Service. This is now one of my favorite episodes from you guys. Your imitations of the band during the bottle incident and Peter backstage hurling insults was hilarious. Great job. Ace, you're a drunk. No shit. What else you got? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then we got the (laughs) more. We got. This totally random, disconnected thing from some guy from <laughs> some Asian guy that posted of <laughs> something like it says a cheerful New Year, and it looks like he's a. It looks like he's posting like a suicide video or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then and Uncle Polly goes, "I'm pretty sure Young Hung He instantly became a shout out loudcast legend with this. <laughs> young is a."
2: Uh- has bought, I, I spotted him on a different post earlier yes. today. He is now just—I I mean, I get like you know you want to put your shit up, but why do you have a fucking like deheading background, right? Of, like, as your fucking photo, it looks like someone's going to dehead him,
1: right? I, and, and, I, well, and then, and then and then and then our buddy Costa posted something. <laughs> he <laughs> found another tweet from him. So I'm going to save the best line for last. So he's posting something about a property. It's like, get in touch today and find more about this property. London's brightest neighborhood. White city living. <laughs> what are you doing? What is this? And then Costa says, if anybody is looking to live in a white city, Ying Yong is your man.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know who that guy I don't know who that is, what? but I have a feeling it's some what kind of bought bot kiss podcast oh my god anyways that's twitter what what do you got uh let's quickly on the facebook
2: you put a picture of webster up on the book of face um and on loudcasters the group page we have scott sunder says just downloaded the reels app to watch before listening never heard of this show lp starlino Oh, says the reenactment of the bottle fight has absolutely floored me. Maybe the hardest times I've laughed on the show. And then you jumped in with unintentional comedies off the charts with those reenactments. And he wrote, I hope Steroid Stanley <laughs> and <laughs> Mongoroid Gene are permanent fixtures.
1: Mongoroid. Nice.
2: LP Stolino is on a fucking continuous role. Uh Tom sent something to me earlier in the week, and he's like, I think he might be the first inductee to the Shout It Out Loudcast virtual Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, we might have to have like we'll see what happens with the holiday season. We we might we might have a, a shout it out loudcast hall of fame.
2: Yeah, Hall of Fame will have like five inductees in the first year or something.
1: Yep. Yep. Right? Yep. Maybe
2: one celebrity guest. And then a couple would be like podcaster friends and then fucking hall of fame, uh, listeners.
1: And instead of getting like a gold jacket or something, you get like a two liter of mellow yellow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and a copy of uh, the last Tracy Lord's porn. Oh, oh careful,
1: careful Zeus.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, one the one that she did with, uh, Uh, the the Stonehill legendary John Holmes greatest hits video where um, I I don't know. I'm sure. I think it was her that was getting bombarded with like 15 cocks in her face. And she was going, I was drunk off of
0: cock.
1: (laughs) Tracy, I love you. The Academy award-winning adult film. Oh, another legend. How about Tori, what's her face? Oh, Tori Wells. Oh. We've we've talked, we've sung the praises of Chameleon. Oh, oh. you you think you've seen great movies? You talk about Citizen Kane and the Godfather. You haven't seen anything in TC oh. Chameleon.
2: It's fucking the hose fucking squirts by Peter North. The,
1: Pete, the Peter North star?
2: The Peter Northstar, undefeated team. undefeated floor hockey team. The Peter Northstar,
1: the, the greatest sports team name in history. The Peter Northstars Oh,
2: he fucking Pittsburgh platted fucking Tory Wells. I told and, you he could. he what was the blonde's name again? Victoria, Victoria
1: Paris. Rest what, in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace, dude.
2: Even our porn stars are dying of old age. Yeah, what the fuck.
1: Yeah, it's too bad. Oh. I think Tori Wells is still with us. I don't know how. I think, but. I
2: think she's still wiping off some of the sperm <laughs> oh, from yeah. her
1: eyes. Yeah, the poor oh. thing. The poor thing looks like a glazed donut. For <laughs> God's sakes, you can't. Peter North
2: destroyed her.
1: <laughs> how does this happen? How do we go from point A to point Z in the middle of a comment? That might go into shouting out loud cast
2: video high uh, Hall of Fame moments.
1: Maybe we'll have like a, maybe we'll have like a celebrity inductee, and it'll just be the cast of Chameleon.
2: <laughs> we'll have a like MTV Movie Awards Best Kiss, be- Best Load Explosion.
0: <laughs> what sort of things have you done work-wise in uh, Kazakhstan? I was a uh, make ice. I was a gypsy catcher. Also, I uh, work with animals. Animals in what respect? I uh, make them have uh, explosion for liquid for make more animals. Oh, okay. I uh, specialty is a camel. I can uh, pull a camel for in less than a 20 minute for him to have a liquid explosion. Okay. I can do goat very easy in less than a minute thinking anus okay is it Cedar north with the
2: explosion on uh, fucking christy cannons and uh
1: it's canyon don't just dis- don't make don't I mess up I know it is it's my girl
2: and uh, fucking Corey <laughs> wells there whatever it was. welcome new listeners <laughs> yeah <laughs> to <The> Pornhub podcast <laughs>
1: Oh God, unbelievable anyway this is what happens i love it
2: yes uh Stephen wood asked if anyone could watch in australia so if somebody can please respond to Stephen wood
1: yes i don't please. know how
2: you could watch it now over on youtube pete staros i noticed that every time zeus does the over on youtube tom always cracks up very quietly <laughs> yes. also do you guys listen to heavier stuff like Megadeth? slayer cannibal corpse cradle of filth to do an album review
1: okay i'll answer that i like a little bit of megadeth that's about it. i don't like slayer cannibal corpse is hilarious because they're just horrible cradle of filth they have a cool band name they're horrible we don't get that hard and heavy on uh arc i i like i like some anthrax i like some megadeth it's about it. I like Pantera. I don't know if any of them are ever going to see ARC, but we'll we'll see what happens. I just look at it.
2: It's like there's so many shit that me personally wants to get to. I can tell you right now, I would never pick any of those. I don't even have any albums by any of those bands. I don't right. have a greatest hits by any of those bands. I never even heard of two of those bands. Right. So I won't pick them. I don't know if you got Tom's kind of answer. I can tell you right now, the chances of Sonny picking them
1: are nil. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. So, no, you heard. I, you heard. You heard bad English. He ain't listening to Cradle of Filth. <laughs> yeah, it's <yeah, that's
2: laughs> not happening. <laughs> Anyways, Patton Diorama. Haven't seen the show, but sounds like they were trying to cash in on Amy's biography. I would like to see it just for those reenactments. Maybe one of those dudes will get a part in the official biopic. Great episode, guys. You guys are a lot funnier than Three Sides.
1: Oh geez! Oh boy! Thank you. Appreciate that. But uh, yeah, thanks.
2: And if you see the watermark on the side, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if I get a poster or two, I'll go to my Facebook group. Couple um, of posters.
1: I'll be on the cruise signing my posters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. You're out of here.
1: Yeah. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but fuck off at the same time. <laughs> Tom, what do you got? Uh, let's see. We're gonna go through a couple emails here. Uh, we got an email that is not—it's not episode specific—but uh, it is from a fellow Patreon, and he just wanted to let us know that he was going to see Kiss for the first time, and he was excited to let us know. He said that Tommy was amazing, Gene was a beast. Eric had some pep. Paul was good, but it sometimes it didn't even seem like he was playing the guitar. Overall, best concert I've ever seen, Brian. That's awesome. Glad you had a great time. Good stuff. And that's funny that you say that because yeah, this is a good. Seg- else, yeah. This is a good segue to a comment. Me and Zeus were talking about before we hit record. <laughs> somebody on the loudcasters Facebook group goes, "Going to see Kiss tonight," and I'm not really excited. And I think it's because I've been listening to Shout It Out Loudcast. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. No, we, we look, we're going on the goddamn KISS Cruise. So I mean, you know what we think of the band. Um, but let's see, a couple and then our then our buddy uh Anthony Barone, also a fellow uh fellow Patreon, sent us a picture of the painter doing his uh kiss painting on stage as the opening act. Uh and then we got an email, a nice long one from Graham Richley. I'm just going to sum this up because uh, he doesn't necessarily want us to read it word for word. Um, but it was it, it's it's pretty good, you know. He, Graham's a great fan of the show. Always always is passionate with his comments, um, and he he does have a lot to say about this. He, I'm glad that he could see it uh, and he commented on that. So Graham, thank you for the email. We we won't read the whole thing, but just want to acknowledge that you sent it and uh, thank you for being a loyal listener and fan. So that's it. Just a few emails this week, Zeus. All right.
2: Uh, and then I'll wrap it up right now with this for Mark Stewart. Going to be honest. I wish kiss would have ended it midway through their farewell tour, mainly so Peter could go out with a bang instead of coming apart at the seams towards the end. Instead, Paul and Jean decided to carry on and become that scene in Seinfeld where Jerry and Elaine <laughs> stayed too long at a party while waiting for Kramer to pick them up. Jean and Paul are Jerry and Elaine, And I'm the host waiting for Kramer. Worst case scenario, Kiss 2.0 is Jerry Lane asking the host if they can sleep on their couch because Kramer never showed up. Where, oh, where is Kramer? In other words, I want to remember Kiss is the greatest band on the planet. Not a band that just won't go home so I can go to
1: bed. Wow, that is fantastic. Thank you for that great comment.
2: Mark Stewart from YouTube You are comment of the week. Good answer.
1: Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. (laughs) Hey, anytime a comment of the week there, you're going to throw in Seinfeld. You you have a chance of being the comment of the week there. So that's fantastic. Thank you. It's a perfect analogy. It's great. And uh, we appreciate that. So thank you.
2: Yeah. Great job on that, Mark. Thank you very much. And, Tom, before we move on and we uh, go over to Kiss World, we'd like to give a shout-out to our Patreon family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patreon is uh, the app where people can come, join, and help out the show. They become a member, and there's four different tiers. And amongst the tiers, there are different things that you guys get from us. And uh, it's been Fucking awesome so far I can't explain it Uh, The the communication, the laughs The jokes uh, The feedback has been awesome And actually this week We want to thank Personally Tom's favorite Michael Murphy Is a new Patreon subscriber Uh, Michael Is a big fan of the Eagles And Tom uh, My (laughs) host well, he's a fan of one of those two. And Michael, we really appreciate this. Thank you very much for joining. We hope you like it. Um, we think uh, that you'll have a blast with the group and uh, we can't thank you enough.
1: Absolutely. Thank you to everybody. All the patrons uh, every week. You guys are amazing. And uh, from the bottom of our hearts with filled with gratitude for everything that you guys do. And a special shout out to this week to Michael Murphy. Thank you for joining the Patreon family. Much appreciated. Thank you.
2: Yeah Michael. the the great part about it is, is Tom before the cruise we wanted to make sure that everybody that knew is new that got their uh stickers and t-shirts and all that stuff yep. and uh, a lot of people are are you know telling everybody yeah I got it and they're posting them online we love when you guys do that Thank Awesome! You. It's, it's it's fantastic mm-hmm. really appreciate it and uh I we 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 love our Patreon family
1: absolutely no it's great you guys get that stuff share it whether whether you're buying it or you're getting it as being a patreon member share it online it's uh it's great for us to see it's great for other people to see the cool stuff that's out there
2: yeah we love that when you guys do that so if you get uh, a shout out loudcast t-shirt uh album review crew t-shirt from uh, click t shop we have our link everywhere uh we always uh put it on the episodes if you're looking for a shout out loudcast shirt of any kind, uh, please, if you get it, put the tag us and put it online. We love posting that stuff up. As um, a matter of fact, Tom, one of our Patreon guys, uh, Scott from Australia, just sent us a nice long email. Mostly, it's a question, but yep. I just want to acknowledge Scott, who's a blast. We're like, Scott, what's the address in Australia? It's like, ah. Oh. Going to cost you more to ship it than the stickers. I'm like, what's the address in Australia?
1: Exactly. I'm the one asking the questions.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if I like your answers, then we all can. Well, if this work is not your son, right? Because last night <laughs> I fucked them up good. You hear me? <laughs> I fucked them up. John. Yes. I'll be the one asking the questions. And then he asks his name. Okay. What's your name? John. John what? John Musachia. Musachia.
1: Musachia. <laughs>
2: My name is John.
1: John what? John
2: Musaccia. Yes, that's
1: right,
2: sir. Musachia. best is the guy. He says, John, John Musaccia. Musaccia? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Musaccia. And then he goes, you can hear him talking to himself, writing it down.
1: It's Musaccia. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you help her or will you help her?
0: <laughs> My God.
2: He just wants to get the story and that he beat somebody up. This That's helper it. is not your son, is he? No, no, no no, no, no. The last guy I worked with, I fucked him up good. You hear me? <laughs> it's like, fuck. Anyways, John Musacius is another fucking legend with us. We love. Oh, him.
1: my God. Yeah. So. Classic.
2: All right. Let's go over to Kiss World, Tom. What do we got there?
1: Okay. So the big news that broke... Um... A couple days ago, uh, unfortunately, with some sad news in Kiss World, that was the passing of uh, Fran Stuber, who is uh, Paul Stanley's longtime guitar tech. 52 years old, died of COVID-19. And according to Kiss, uh, the entire crew was vaccinated. Um, Fran worked on every Kiss and Paul Stanley solo tour show since 2002. Uh, He also appeared on an episode of Gene Simmons Family Jewels, and he also did some work with Heart and The Offspring, uh, one of Zeus's favorite bands who Woo-hoo! I can't fucking stand. Um, and also, Fran is also known to, and that'll f- uh, feature into the our Freedom to Rock uh, review here, is that he was known to do uh, the introduction of You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best for uh, the beginning of, of the KISS concert. So uh, our condolences out to KISS and Paul Stanley in in particular, and uh, rest in peace, Fran. Uh, way Way too young for something like that to, to happen. So uh, rest in peace and thoughts with the with the KISS army for that. I know there were a lot of people online, especially people on the cruise uh, that say that he was a great man, uh, very friendly with the fans. So that, that, that is a big loss. And you could tell that Paul was just uh, struck very, very hard by that. So um, And then in some other KISS news, we have our buddy Gene Simmons from KISS. By the way, I cannot wait to see Craig Gass on the crew so he can do that for us. Um, Gene Simmons, uh, it's not good enough that the Starchild uh, does art. Uh, we know that Gene does, and Gene's doing his first ever art exhibit. Uh, it was supposed to be last week on October 14th, uh, but according to uh, the news online, it's actually happening tonight, Thursday, October 21st, um, at the Venetian Animazing Gallery. Uh which I guess that is in Vegas or something. I don't know. It says Venetian, so I'm thinking so. Yeah. Um, he said I think Gene goes, I started doodling and drawing when I was eight years old. As a teenager, I had hundreds of illustrations published in fanzines created by and for sci-fi and comic book enthusiasts. So I don't know. Good luck yeah, to Gene. He
2: he always did.
1: Yeah. I I oh, yeah. believe he has the
2: talent because he was into comic books and Correct. horror stuff like that, more yep. so than Paul. And right. he's probably like, Motherfucker. Yep. He's made that his thing. Yep. And so I bet you Gene's like, you know, I if he can do it, I can sell to the Kiss Tards. I mean,
1: uh, the Kiss Army. I'm going to show you how the big boys do it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hey, uh, Kiss Tard, <laughs> lay down 15 grand for this.
1: <laughs> Go ahead.
2: For this Picasso-like photo I painted of me and two fat chicks. Spread across
1: across the bed of a Motel 6 in 1978. And for a lesser, more affordable price, here's a picture of Garfield I drew in the third grade.
2: I don't have enough money, Gene. Sell your house and buy my painting. You,
1: the fan, need to do that now. Also, Gene Simmons in the news. It reminds me of that uh, that that clip where it's like, uh, you know, he's, it was like, it was Chris Rock? He's like, you ever see that 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 store on the corner? It can never stay open. It's always grand opening, grand closing. That's Gene Simmons with his Vegas house because it's he's been there for less than a year and it's already on the market for fourteen million. So I don't know what's going on with that, but sounds like maybe his family wasn't too pleased with the uh, with with the whole setup. So that's on the market now.
2: Yeah, uh, Ace is still taking photos
1: of his socks. Did you see? Speaking of the loudcasters, you guys are fucking. You got. You guys are the Go best. Ahead. I was just gonna. No, I was just gonna. speak of the sucks, somebody in the loudcasters was was great. And forgive me for not remembering because the loudcasters group is on fire lately. Somebody said, "Wouldn't it be great if Zeus? If Zeus? <laughs> wouldn't it be great if Zeus? Wouldn't it be great if Ace?" is trying to take a selfie of himself, but he doesn't know how to use the friggin' camera on his iPhone, so he's actually taking <laughs> pictures of his socks instead. <laughs> and, ah.
2: Oh, and uh, our good friend Mr. Pandemic Paul made a, a, a quick, brief cameo, Tom. Uh, <laughs> it might be, and I think, what was the word you used? His worst
1: Twitter pret- post pret- ever? What was pret- it? Pretentious. Could
2: you please read that tweet for all of us lucky listeners?
1: You're talking about the one that Paul did. Okay. So I started eating this awesome, complex, spicy, rich, farfel dish and immediately wanted to send my compliments to the chef. But it was me. And it's a picture of pasta. Paul, we know the box says farfel, or however you want to pronounce it. Uh, What would you call that, Tom? It's called bow tie pasta. You fucking putts. (laughs) Okay, and what you made here? Complex. It is pasta with sauce and cheese. (laughs) Okay, that's about as complex as a school lunch. So don't
2: don't forget the cherry tomatoes. It looks like you put in. Oh yeah,
1: you like the cherry tomatoes? (laughs) (laughs) Two thousand dollars. Yeah. Or what?
2: For a small box of potatoes. Of potatoes? Yes. I don't need potatoes. I need just tomatoes. I'll give you tomatoes, and then you give me two thousand for the box of potatoes. Good. Okay. Okay. I don't need a damn I just need a, a box of potatoes. I don't need it, the tomatoes. Well, you—I'll give size. you the <laughs> what kind of size? I'll give you the three hundred dollars, and you. Can't. Okay. What, what, <laughs> we got a deal. What what size? I pickle they. I pickle they. I pickle. You know, I pickle they. <laughs> one of our favorite fuck ones.
1: You, you can't <laughs> say cherry tomato in a sentence and not expect <laughs> yeah. a friggin' five minute tangent. That one has some of the best lines. Oh my Anytime
2: God. somebody says that, oh, from where? He calls him. He calls the guy. The guy picks up, and he makes it want to seem like he called him. Oh. good afternoon, Jack's pickles and penis pumps. Who's this? From where? <laughs> Jack's pickles and penis pumps. <laughs> the
1: poor How guy is you? so confused on the other end. <laughs> the guy
2: goes, Jack's. Pickles the what? And and he goes. Jack's pickles and penis pumps. How may I help you? <laughs> you might need a damn penis pump to see one of them. Jack's P- pickle from penis pump. <laughs>
1: this is Jack's pickles and penis pumps.
0: Just
2: pickles from penis pump. Right.
1: Oh, we are Anyways,
2: off the fucking rails today. But
1: now, but now, but back to Paul's tweet. So and I know that people, you know, look. You know our show. I'm going to say it again for for the people in the back. We love the band. We're going on the flipping Kiss cruise. But the comments here. I mean, this is what I love. This is how I could tell people listen to the show. So King Kusano, who comments all the time, he comments. It was Ace. That's like his. That's his only comment on the thing. And then, like. It, it's just, Paul, this is amazing. Oh, I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. It looks like. Oh, ugh. super fan definitely jumped in. Oh, super fan, like literally soiled himself. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> And then this is great. <laughs> Some guy goes, I know what you mean. I do this all the time. Take a look at this pancake I just me made. And some kid took a picture of a burnt pancake that he made.
0: i <laughs> um, got olive oil here. Put a little in your pan. In there. And you want to throw in your prosciutto.
2: Ah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> look at that. It <laughs> looks look black.
1: <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then one of the greatest compliments we've ever gotten was J.C. and Stuart H. J.C. goes, please, please discuss this on the next episode. Stuart H. goes, I had two thoughts when I referred, when I saw this tweet. Number one, oh, for fuck's sake. Number two, shout it out loud, Cass is going <laughs> to love this.
2: I, listen, Paul, I pat you on the back, but your hand is in the way. Oh, well. um, old, Complex, awesome, spicy. Uh, Compliments to the chef. But it was me. <laughs> it was me. It was eighth. <laughs> Oh, is God. it ACE? No, it's ATHE. It was eighth.
1: It was eighth. Oh,
2: and get oh. ready. It's well, going to be. Wait, on- wait, 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 wait. Oh, We're not ahead. done yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Now he has to jump in because you know how Paul is. He has to ingrace himself.
1: Oh, no. What or, happened? Or, or that, put what something I miss? on
2: somebody else's talent and try to fucking oh, yep. absorb it for himself. Adele's <sighs> YouTube video. Big fan of Adele's voice. Her tone, control, and delivery of a lyric is so deep. Best out of the UK since Dusty Springfield.
1: Check her out. Oh, okay. Paul, I should check out Adele. Wow. She was she feel like a new up-and-coming artist. It's an underground that really hasn't hit it big yet. I should check her out. Paul Stanley said so. And, of course, name-dropping Dusty Springfield. <sighs> Relax. And it's going to get worse. We're going to see him on the cruise in one of those events. Uh, cooking with Paul. I thought he was gonna say the best lead singer, best
2: best singer since fucking the lead singer from Thunder.
1: <laughs> lead singer a cradle of filth. <laughs> oh Jesus, my God. oh uh, my God. Yeah,
2: we on this kiss cruise, our friends have got playlists together. We're gonna hear so much bad music with Sonny, Steve, and Tony.
1: Oh, it's gonna be brutal. <sighs> it's gonna be bad. And you know what's gonna happen? And you know what's even gonna be worse? Hey, guys, we're all just sitting around, hanging around, having a couple beers. Uh, let me, let me, let me play this album for you. No, oh, but we're, we're sitting here. Just listen to it. No, <laughs> I would
2: rather hear some fucking old guy walk by farting out Love Gun than fucking listen to your new music.
1: Honestly, the ship can hit an iceberg before I listen to one of their playlists.
2: Dude, speaking of farting, somebody found, Here we go. somebody found that fucking awful photo of the Ripper <laughs> and, those, and those fucking jorts that she has got on. Dude. And she's got like one leg down and one leg
1: up. Somebody Somebody had to have told her about us because... N- that is not a natural normal way to stand no. like nobody stands like that for the camera unless you are aware of what's going on on social media that is like i want the most free like it's ex- free
2: like tunnel available for it to come out i don't want any encumbr- in i don't want any encumbrances i want exactly. i want i want a free shoot oh my god it is and it just looked they gotta put a car looks like she can shit like a bear. <laughs> Is she going on the cruise? Oh my god. Imagine we'll be sitting there all of a sudden you got a slap across the face. I am not the ripper. Go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> my god, how old are we? <laughs> oh
2: uh, Jesus. This is a fucking brutal episode. Do we
1: have a topic this week?
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're shitting on everything this week. Seriously. I think we should change the title. Just shitting on everything. There you go. Cruise prep. Just shit on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But we do have a title, Tom. Yeah. But before we get to it, I got to go get a cork and stick it up the ripper's ass so it doesn't fucking stink up everywhere.
0: Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
1: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
0: And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
1: Oh, we're back. Open up all the windows and fumigate the recording area.
2: All right, Tom, tour time. Yes. The Freedom to Rock Tour. Yes. Right? So uh, we actually, as we said earlier, we actually saw this tour when it came to uh, Worcester. But the uh, tour, as we do with all these tours, we talk a little bit about the uh, set list. We talk about the costumes, the stage. We go through some of the significant dates of that tour. And then we rank them against the other previous tours that we've discussed so far. So the Freedom of Rock tour was out in 2016, Tom, the whole 2016. So it didn't go into uh, 15 or it wasn't didn't start in 15 and didn't go into 17. Um, the tour was uh, another one of these patriotic things that Kiss was into at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically the big thing about this was at some point towards the end, They would uh, bring out the mayor or whatever city they were in, and someone would come out and get a big-ass fucking um, check. Paul Stanley would yell at us like he was my third-grade teacher telling us to be quiet, and then he would read the, what do you call it, the Pledge of Allegiance. Like, I was literally back in third grade in the 80s.
1: Well, he wouldn't just read the Pledge of Allegiance. He made everybody in the arena do it stand up take your hat off and we're doing it now which okay let's let's be clear about patriotism and Pledge of Allegiance it's wonderful but I'll tell you I I felt like it's got its place I felt I felt like that scene in Christmas vacation when they're having dinner and that crazy aunt instead of saying grace she starts doing the Pledge of Allegiance and Clark stands up and he's like looking around I was like I pledge allegiance to the flood oh yeah okay well, are we doing this right now at a kiss show and again again we're being, half joking half serious here it, I get it but it was a, it was a weird it was an unusual thing to see at a, at a show oh it was brutal uh, you, you're yeah.
2: being more diplomatic than well, I well yeah it was stupid yeah. you're not going to do a pledge first all, a pledge of allegiance dude. do that I'm sorry dude it has its place it's not in the at the end of a rock concert you just saw everybody now sober up put the weed away we're all going to do the pledges of allegiance like come on it's just fucking like in the middle of a concert, you're telling 17,000 fucking people or 5,000, depending on where it is. It's fucking Nazi like everybody do the pledge of allegiance. Who the fuck are you?
0: That was fucking, weird.
2: It's just, it, it just was so weird. Awkward.
1: It's, awkward. And, and it's and it's, and it's weird because when I think about this, that's like the first thing that pops into my mind yeah, from this like tour.
2: This patriotism, Nazism, fucking nationalism shit. Like what the fuck is this, dude? I man a kiss concert. Half the people next to us are fucking shit faced or stoned out of their mind. they are making us do it like in the way he was like, hey, everybody stand up. Take your hats off. I pledge allegiance. Yeah. What the fuck?
1: I mean, it's one thing to come out with the like the honor guard and members of the military first responders and present the money and the and, and you know, that was great. And, and just specifically speaking, they partnered up with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the hiring our heroes program. Um, And Gene said that they had a deal with with the Chamber of Commerce. Every single one of the cities that they were going to, they're giving veterans jobs, which means they're getting paid. Um, And then he goes on to praise the vets. Um, He said the the band also went the additional step of donating to uh, a charity at each show. Um, They said it was more than just purely patriotism. It was about freedom for the band to celebrate themselves and what they have stood for, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know. Whatever we know, that they're big fans of, of of veterans, and they and they should be. Um, so that that whole thing was I nice, but it, it, it before it, the concert, it went it went overboard with the pledge of allegiance. Let's be serious. Yeah. Do the shit before the concert. Why I agree. You have
2: to fucking pat yourself on the back in front of all of us. Yeah, do it. Do some publicity. Show them up. Give them enough respect and time. Give them tickets because they did have tickets to the show. Because yep. I remember when we would go, we would there see was a, a whole, bunch of we saw a bunch be- of, them. Yep. yeah, and that's yep. all fantastic and great. Yep, but not two songs before the end of the fucking concert.
1: Yeah, they yeah, stopped the, the that? they stopped the show for that, and then go into the Star Spangled Banner and then the encore. So it was just oh, a weird, just it was a weird setup. It was a weird really setup.
2: Weird. Yep. Anyways, that was the other big thing. Yep. And then um, I just remembered, like, hmm, this seems to be kind of. I don't know, deja vu, because we had seen them not too long ago with basically the same kind of costumes, with basically the same kind of set list. And, you know, the stage is a little bit different, but, you know, seeing the end of the road tour and then seeing this and going back to one of our previous tours, the Hardest Show on Earth tour, they're like, hmm, there's not much difference going on the last, I don't know. Twenty years
1: <laughs> yeah this was so 2016 this is when kiss was kind of just you know i think zeus said it best one time you know how can we miss you when you won't go away yeah kiss was just touring every year which for a band that we love that was great we saw them a lot you know they did the thing with Molly crew they did the thing with poison they would come around and do they did the thing with def leopard like they were torn all the time and we would just go and go and it was just the idea of going to a kiss show and being part of the environment but it, looking back, you know, now that we have the podcast, here, you go back and you research and you start to compare and you're like, Jesus, like they really haven't budged in, you know, 15, 20 plus years on the costumes are very, very similar stage set is very similar, except for the end of the road. I'll give them credit on that. They got creative with that set list. Very similar. We're going to get into some set list comments here because in, uh, you know, give credit to Julian Gill for his book kiss on tour. Uh, 1973 to 2020 the books over 700 pages long um and it breaks down the freedom of rock tour and there's some quotes here from paul and gene about the set list very very interesting that we're going to get to in a minute
2: yeah i find this stuff to kind of be like hmm it 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 seems like are we repeating us didn't we just do well wait a minute oh but that was a different tour was it oh you start thinking about it like well wait a minute Yep. This is why they have a hard time being 100% sold out. But if you look at the two biggest bands, legendary bands out there right now that are still alive and kicking, the Stones, Metallica, both are known and talk about it recently about pulling new songs. The Stones still do the friggin' poll. Hey, what song would you rather hear? This or this? Uh Metallica just had a big article and talking about like we're not a nostalgia. Act. You gotta change the songs and the set list. And so I think they were saying, Tom, they had like 60 songs that they could go to. Yep. They know they play, may not play as great, but there's 60 songs they can pull out anytime. And when they do like a three fucking show in a row kind of place, they're like each night should be different.
0: Yep.
1: Right.
2: That ain't happening here.
1: And speaking of where we saw the show, so attendance on the show is very interesting. So we saw them in Worcester, Massachusetts, suburb, of, uh, you know, outside west of Boston, big city in, uh, in Massachusetts. And we saw them at the DCU Center, which used to be known as the Centrum. Smaller venue, you know, smaller than the than the Garden in Boston. Um, capacity is about, according to this book, it was about 7,500 available tickets for this. They only sold 5,600. So they were at 75%. And I remember specifically at this show, and I'm sure you guys have seen this if you've been to venues where the band hasn't sold out, they put up black curtains up around the top the top area to kind of black it out so you're not seeing all these empty seats. I remember seeing that when we got into our seats and being like, wow, this, this is really small. So you got 5,600 people. And that was about the average. It was, it was you know, there were some venues that were a little bit bigger. Um, if there were some fairs, they might be a little bit bigger, but you know they were doing around you know between 5,500, 5, give or take, um, for that. They did a couple festival events that were getting close to seven and eight thousand, but this was not a big this was not a big tour by any stretch of the imagination in terms of uh, attendance and tickets. What's the difference in this tour and every other tour they did
2: the previous three or the next two after this? They're all the same. Yeah. So nothing has changed. So prior to end of the road. There was no hunger for this to be the last KISS tour. Right. And now it, when we're reviewing the Freedom of Rock tour, you would say KISS was stale then.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that's a great. I was just going to say it. There was nothing going on in KISS world in 2016. No, it's a nostalgia other, other, act. Right. Right. Other than the cruise, which, which was happening in November, uh, you know, and th- this tour wasn't even announced until April uh, and it was only 40 dates and it went July, September. So a, a summer, summer, fall tour. So it, it was just a way to get out there and perform. And we went to it and we had, we had a good time. But it was just a nostalgia, let's just tour to make sure people pay attention to us type event.
2: So think about it. Before the uh, we did Sonic, uh, they did Sonic Boom over Europe. They do the hottest show on Earth tour, which we just talked about, uh, 2010, 2011. Then they do the tour with Motley Crue, right? Yep. The tour. Yep. Then they release Monster. So that makes sense, the Monster tour. Yep. So they play a couple songs and boom, those are gone. Then they do the 40th anniversary tour, then Freedom of Rock, then the Kiss World tour, and then End of the Road. Do you see a pattern here? If it's the same, basically, I would say 17 to 25 songs, the same ones. <laughs> no for doubt. The last 10, 15, 20 years.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right.
2: And if yep. they throw out one song different, everyone's like, ah, oh! and then after halfway through the tour, that song's gone.
1: Yep, and and for this they claim that, um, it, you know, in Julian's book he says targeting the tour at markets that were irreverently referred to as B markets, uh, lower venue capacities, less of a metropolitan demographic, um, and because of that the band adjusted their stage show accordingly. Uh, they did their stage was not huge by any stretch. We'll get we'll get into that a little bit yeah, more. Kind of like talk. the Lost
2: Cities tour Are they exactly. About, right? Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah, because when they came to Worcester, they didn't come. They did not come to Boston for this, which is why we went to the Worcester show.
2: Yeah. So they had a smaller set, smaller set list, smaller stage, and the
1: costumes. So let's talk about the costumes. Okay. Go ahead. I think we did already on the hottest show on (laughs) earth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Between the hottest show on earth, the Freedom to Rock tour, and the current end of the end of the road tour, basically the same. The only big difference for me is this is probably because I'm a Gene guy. Gene does Gene right now in the end of the road does not have spikes on his armor. He had spikes in this. There's a couple of very subtle differences differences to the breastplate in some yeah. of some of the, some of the, like shins. the stitching. Yeah, or the- yeah. Paul's boots are a little bit different. Uh, there's some subtle differences to Tommy's V that he's yeah. wearing, but it's it's basically the same the same stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. So is there much to it? Nah. That's as far as the the costumes go. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the stage. So want to give us a brief description, Tom?
1: Yeah. So because they were at smaller venues, obviously this is 2016. So you didn't have the big pods like they had an end of the road. They just had a one big giant video screen behind them. It would show the kiss logo or it would show videos of the band. Or, you know, if they're playing a certain song, it might have some graphics. Um, It had, you know, obviously the areas for the bombs and the flash pots and the fire and stuff, but the stage itself, there was a lot of room. Between the edge of the stage and Eric Singer's drums, there's not. It's just they're just kind of walking around. There's not a lot going on. At the end of the show, after they do the thing with the Pledge of Allegiance and the Star Spangled Banner, there's some platforms that kind of go out and lift over the over to the crowd. Eric Singer has the drum riser, uh, but it is a it's a fairly simple uh, stage set, which I don't mind. Uh, I've said before, sometimes there's too much going on. Kiss is a visual band. I want to pay attention to the four members. I don't like to be overwhelmed with a lot of other stuff. I like the members with some, maybe some video, the big kiss sign, maybe some, you know, obviously the bombs and the fire. So I I didn't have a problem with this stage show. It's a a little bit different than the hottest show on earth, which had the kiss sign in the middle and then video screens on the side. So I didn't have a problem with this, with this setup. So this one had like metallic, like,
2: I don't know if they're speakers, but metallic, like a stage setting. Yep. And like, it became like a circular thing for uh, Eric's drums. And then they had the arms. And yep. at the end, the riser would go up, you know, it, at one point, the three of them are a, span, a star spangled banner go up. But then at the end, when they rock and roll all night, Tommy and Gene would come out.
0: Yep.
1: And the confetti would fall and all that shit was going on. So it was. I mean, it's it's not bad. I mean, for a small venue, and in, in the DCU Center is small. And I'm sure people listening have were were on this tour and saw this. Uh, it, it wasn't bad. I thought it, I thought it was good. And my memory, my memories of this show are I, I pretty pretty positive memories of the show. I mean, yeah. I, it was a good crowd. It was a fun crowd. I mean, granted, it wasn't very big, but I mean, I, I remember. Uh, walking away from it, uh, you know, enjoying ourselves. I remember one of the things that stuck out for 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 me, and I remember us commenting, was that the Dead Daisies opened up for them, and the Dead Daisies sounded fucking fantastic. The, I, I remember that. We're like, holy shit, these guys sound excellent. So that was a, that was a nice opening. They didn't have a freaking painter. They actually had a rock band.
2: Yeah, they originally started the tour with Caleb Johnson, yes. who was uh, American Idol winner, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, up until like the middle of the tour, August 8th. And then the Dead Daisies open up on the next tour, August, the uh, next day, I think it's August 10th. So those are the two main things. In the meanwhile, other tours were having like combination of major artists or like they're doing now, like some of them would have a real strong backing band as their opener. One of them, I mean- was Def Leppard, who we saw previous to this with Kiss. Yep. Then Def Leppard came back, and they had REO Speedwagon and Tesla open up. Mm-hmm. Now, we like the Dead Daisies, but the Dead Daisies ain't drawing shit mm-hmm. compared to those other two artists. So this is the kind of thing that Kiss was doing, even back then. I mean, if you think about it, who were the last real big band that Kiss took out with them? Buck Cherry.
1: David Lee Roth
2: <laughs> for fucking five shows. I mean, come right, on. Right. I'm seeing seriously. No, While you're right. All these other artists were adding like decent uh, opening bands or legendary bands. Well, some of them. Some, like,
1: No, we're not paying anybody. Yeah. And some of them will co-headline. Like you said, they did Poison, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, like contemporary. They're, they're contemporaries and those shows were fun because the crowds were energized because you were seeing it was like a co-headlining show. They're not doing that. No, no. And that's the sad thing. Yep.
2: So we talked about the stage. We've talked about the costumes. Let's get to the set list. Okay. Stop us if you've heard this before. So the main set list throughout the tour was this. And I'll tell you the songs that they switched out. They opened up a DRC, of course, then Deuce, then Shout It Out Loudcast. To me. Deja vu. Yeah. But also to me, I think that's the best way to open up their concerts.
1: I agree. I'm not going to okay? argue with that.
2: Yep. And then Paul settles down right after because it goes one, two, three. And you're like, what the fuck? What yep. a way to open. Okay. Then after Shout It Out Loud, uh, they play Do You Love Me? I Love It Loud. They brought Flaming Youth of All Songs to bring back as a deep
1: cut. Oh, no, we, youth. O- we always bitch about deep cuts and they bring that one in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> God of Thunder. Psycho Circus. Tommy started doing Shock Me. Yep. Cold Gin, Lick It Up. War Machine. Love Gun. Black Diamond. Mm-hmm. Beth as encore. Star Spangled Banner as encore. Rock and Roll All Night. Yep. Now, if you include Star Spangled Banner, 17 songs on this tour. Now, one big thing I want to make a point is a couple times they would switch these songs in and out. Um, Or they played them in the beginning One of the songs was Creatures of the Night The other was Calling Dr. Love 100,000 Years Strutter and I Was Made for Loving You uh, Beth Was actually played uh, Electronically too which was different Yep It wasn't fucking fake piano or acoustic Right Or background stuff but it was Beth Electronically
0: Yeah
1: um, that was the uh, set list Tom. sound familiar. So, yeah, of course, the set list is the same. And of course, Paul has some interesting comments because he tries to blame the set list for being stale on Ace and Peter, that they couldn't learn new songs. So oh, we have to keep the set list the same. It's yeah, in the his same. book. Yeah, right? in his book, Face the Music. Um, came out 2014. Correct. So we're talking two years earlier. Two years pitching. before. He was blaming the stale set list on Ace and Peter's inability to learn new songs. Oh, okay. And then, of course, you got the same things that he's saying. Oh, handful of people are going to know this song as opposed to the people that are going to know all these songs. So he has this scripted, this whole set list Q&A interview response. What What do you think about the set list? So you started by blaming the stale set list on Peter and Ace's inability to learn new music. That was your talking point. You were parroting that. Well, now you're in 2016. Now you're in 2021. Now, which is it? Yeah, five years you've been saying this. So remember in his book, he was like, I had to
2: come up with stupid answers, yep. scripted answers to answer people's questions. So you continued that. But now you're fitting your narrative with the same scripted answers when people ask you, why are you still doing the same set list?
1: And instead of blaming Ace and Peter, he's blaming us. Yeah. The audience. Who? You, You,
2: the fans, you suck. It's your fault I have to play the same fucking stupid songs over and
1: over again. Yeah, and they say stuff like, oh, we don't want to change up the set list. The, The set list is great, and if it's great, why change it up? First of all, who's telling you it's great?
2: Then again, Metallica, who will still outsell you right now. Oh, my God. Sell out everything doesn't do it the rolling stones who are fucking a bunch of crypt keepers out there on stage
1: can change it up the rolling stones is putting out fan polls on their social media voting for songs to be added to the set list they're in their fucking 80s yeah they're changing
2: songs on the fly
1: yep yep so the, the the set list thing has been around for a long time but to hear these quotes and to read what or, or, or to see what paul was saying back in 2014 and then commenting about freedom to rock. And here we are 2021. It just, it, it it's amazing. It's interesting. Again, we're going like, to you know, make come across as the bad guys here. Right? We're
2: not, we're just trying to fucking point out the absurdity of their fucking statements. Simply say, we can't do it. These are the songs. This is what we're going out with. But then they should have said, yeah, we made a mistake by playing these same songs earlier we should have played some more deep cuts but now that we're on the end of the road because I, i'll bring up a point because when we start going through some of these dates yep. i'll bring up a point specifically on that good um so looking at these dates the tour starts in july 4th uh casino del sol resort tucson arizona <laughs> cue the edit um with the five thousand capacity place there tom all right. So that set list was a little bit different than what they ma- mo- um, mainly would play because they had had a hundred thousand years in it. They had calling Dr. Love. Um, but still, you're looking at about 17 songs there, Tom.
1: Mm-hmm. Had, creature, had creatures of the night.
2: but Yeah. Creatures of the night was in there, too, originally, mm-hmm. which gets, I think, replaced by Do You Love Me? Yep. So they start on the fourth there. Mm-hmm. Um. The other one, the next one I want to kind of bring up here, and I think that was kind of funny, was on July 15th in Spokane, uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy writing the review for the papers.
1: Oh, yeah, this is great. Yep.
2: Paul, who lost his shirt early on, yells at my phone. All right, Spokane, you want the best. You got the best. Throughout the night, Stanley, in a tone somewhat reminiscent of an. Nagging grandmother oh. introduces nearly every song. In the process, he probably says the name Spokane more times on stage than any artist in history. Oh my god. Which reminds me of our our episode
1: where we reviewed the bootleg one that just came oh. out, where everything was like Tokyo. Oh my God. Yep. A hundred times he said it.
2: So people are
1: picked up on that. Even then, yep. that's what fucking stood out for me. Yep,
2: um, July sixteenth sold out,
1: sold five thousand
2: thirty two.
1: Yep, the Breeden Fieldhouse in Bozeman, Montana. Oh, okay. Apparently, Gene wiped out during rock and roll all night. That Poor night. Gene.
2: How many times has he wiped out in his career? I know. Yeah, over on the 18th of July, they head over to World Arena in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Just under,
1: just under five thousand people there.
2: Yeah, one of the things that was mentioned in there,
1: Paul is doing his.
2: How many people here are seeing Kiss for the first time? Yeah, and the guy makes a point that almost like more actually says more than half the audience erupted in cheers. So the guy says, writing the article about it, that's when it hits me. Kiss will always find a new audience. And because they always deliver the goods. So he's right. So they do get new people. I don't know. Is that what we're going to get thrown in our face when he says, see, because we get half the people, they've never heard fucking us play. Love gun or this song or this song. I don't care. How many bands have I seen that? I'm like, I don't know this song. Or, I don't know this song or oh, I wish they played this. Or they were, That's part of the fucking thing. Nobody's going to walk on. Oh, fucking. I fucking hate Guns N' Roses. They didn't play Coma. Oh, I
1: right. fucking
2: blow. Like, come on, dude.
1: But unfortunately, comments like that and things like that, that, that does feed into what Paul's saying. He's like, yeah, see, you're right. We are a nostalgia act, but we're also building new we're building a new audience every time we come around.
2: Yeah, but
1: well, I'm not defending the, the scent list. We're having
2: the lasers, the lights, the fucking blood, yeah. the raising, the flying across stage, the fucking enormous fireworks and all that shit going on. Yep. For somebody that's new that doesn't know all their songs, do you think they it's a, it's a difference if fucking they played um I don't know? take me right. instead of say, yeah,
1: but we've said this before. You, 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 know, we love to talk about the set list. Kiss fans love that, but you know, okay. You threw flaming youth in there. That's great. That's a deep cut. I don't really particularly like it, but do you think a new fan or, or a fan that maybe have seen them for the first time knows every word to creatures of the night or, 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 or I love it loud or, or, you know, psycho circus, so you, you do, you're doing a little bit of this for your own good, too, as opposed to giving the fans what they want, too.
2: The other thing to consider, Tom, is they only did 17 songs for this tour,
1: which is interesting because they they now I don't know if that's because the Dead Daisies were a true opening act that were on stage for a little bit.
2: I don't Maybe.
0: know.
2: But the other part to us is then that means the four, I don't know, four, four or five songs that are mandatory that have to be played Correct. in your end of the road really aren't mandatory. Right. If you think of it that way.
1: Yep. So that means you could substitute them. It's true. It's true. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. But, it, but these are the kind of things I would love to pick their brain and be like, "Can you tell me why you added Flaming Youth?" I'm not going to tell you that I hate the song. It, it's okay and I and you know, it's fine. I mean, I, you know, they 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 played it when when we saw them, which uh, which was great. It's not
0: on
2: any fucking compilation. It was never a hit or anything. I can no. see if they said king of the nighttime world. So then uh let's go over to July 29th or uh, they're at Cheyenne Frontier Day Arena. Cheyenne Wisconsin. Mhm. Reported audience 25,000.
1: I don't understand that. The, the the only thing I can think of, ah here we go. The capacity figure comes from Florida Georgia Lines 2016 event closing on July 30th. The arena technically has a seating capacity of 19,000. So I don't even understand what the hell that means. So was there 19,000 or 25,000? I
2: don't know. But I like that the guy that comments on this and says Eric Singer is a great talent. Strong background vocal harmonies really saved
1: Paul yep. throughout the show. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2016. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep. Over on August 1st in Mankato, Minnesota at the Verizon Wireless Center.
0: Yep. Paul points
2: go. out... Did you see this part? I did. Go ahead. As Paul Stanley pointed out, the music is live and the singing is real. <laughs> so, why, why do you change... Sing? Why well, do you say that, though? But why are you saying that the music is live And the singing is real
1: Is the singing not live Well that's what I'm saying Why are you saying that Like why would you bring Like Why would you say that And draw attention to that So that people like me And you could be like What did you just say They were talking about Lip singing back then Of
2: course they were So If the music is live And the singing is real that's two different
1: descriptions. That is right. Because the singing can right? be real, but it can be tracks.
2: Yeah, exactly. I really did that two weeks ago. I yep. sang that. Oh, no, that's, that's real. real. Yeah, that's uh, that's
1: real. It's just from last month.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how I read that. I'm like, yep. what the fuck is that?
1: Yep. Um,
2: And then they talk about like a bathroom break excuse for when Flaming Youth comes on. I'll be honest. I mean, we'll get to it when we get to our tour and we'll talk about it. I don't want to, I should just hold off on that. Um, August 2nd, they did a charity event, uh, apparently a private home in Lake Minnetonka, Minnesota, Tom, and uh, 900 people there in kiss Gene Simmons donated a hundred thousand dollars. And then he quickly turned around. That was for cameras. I'd like my check back.
1: Oh, that's very nice. Of you. The other envelope has a hundred. <laughs> Keep that
2: one. Keep the monopoly money. <laughs> I signed it. That's worth something.
1: Now um, for that charity event, they played Gut to Choose. Yes. Yep.
2: Imagine if they, if they said to you, we're going to play six songs, and one of them was a Star-Spangled Banner. That counts. You know the part where I go, oh, yeah, that's another.
1: <laughs> oh, God, please. <laughs> Unbelievable. The Rockets red glare. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's another. (laughs) Exactly. You owe me extra
2: for overtime. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then August 8th, Tom, they're over in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The BMO, BO Harris Bradley Center. Uh, Apparently, that's the last show for Caleb Johnson that we discussed. But that says capacity 19,000.
1: Yeah, I'm not buying that because the show before that had 5,000 and the show after that had 6,000. I don't know. And then you got a full, there's a video of that supposedly
2: on YouTube, supposedly. (laughs) So I don't know. Uh, Apparently, there's a part in this uh, review. This guy must be a big fan of the band because uh, he says, the dumb pleasures of Detroit Rock City, the set openings gambit overruled the hoarseness That shaved range and clarity from Stanley's voice, which in any condition has never been mistaken for Robert Plant's Howl. Yikes. Yeah. So people are picking up on Paul's weak voice at this point, 2016. So no one's really saying too much about his voice now.
1: Well, I'll tell you right now, in terms of concerts that have that stick into my mind. This one, you know, pretty good memories, but we'll get to it eventually. But when they when we saw them with Def Leopard, which oh, was a brutal. few, which was a few years before this, I remember I was like, What the fuck was that? Yeah. Like that was horrific. That was the one concert that sticks in my mind as brutal. Yeah, we'll get real to bad. That. We'll get our to f- that.
2: And our friend Jimmy was like, I've never seen them again.
1: Yep. Oh, I'll yeah. He was get- like, That's 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 that was horrific. Yep.
2: Yeah, August 10th, we talked about that the, the restaurant in ashua banon Green Bay, Wisconsin. I know I fucked that up. Uh, that's <laughs> when uh, the Dead Days finally opened up.
1: Yes, they were um, awesome.
2: But one other point, the set list that I described in the beginning, Yep. on August 3rd, that's the set list that would basically last the rest of the tour.
1: Yeah, it's the one that we got. And it's yeah. pretty
2: much the same one. Yeah. All the way through. Yep. And the, the the interesting thing about that is six of the nine songs on Destroyer are on that set list.
1: Which is insane.
2: Which is fantastic think about
1: it. Yeah. Okay, for you it is. I mean, yeah. obviously, I love you know, didn't De- mean De- you know, Detroit. You're missing
2: City. night uh King of the Nighttime World, Great, Great expectations. expectations And Sweet Pain. Yep. Everything else is in there untitled doesn't count
1: yeah rock and roll party
2: yeah over on august 20th uh rick nielsen from uh, cheap trick comes out and joins him for an encore of uh rock and roll all night Tom.
1: yeah that's pretty cool
2: yeah that is at the bmo harris bank center in rockford illinois What what are these bmo fucking bo centers i don't know Yeah, the the BMO Harris Bradley Center in Milwaukee, the BMO Harris Bank Center in Rockford, Illinois. Fuck them. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself. BMO Harris. Okay. Who's Harris? (laughs) Why do we know a Harris? Is that from a movie?
1: Harris. Brian Harris? (laughs) No.
2: I know. Don't get him started with... uh,
1: sterlino sterlino oh god no those no, two no, no. were
2: going at it for a bit yep uh you
1: need overall, to kiss and make up
2: yes august 24th go to that one and that is at Huntington center toledo ohio uh yeah and this I'll, was the
1: one this was the one where a tornado stopped the show no <laughs> gene was tweeting believe it or not a tornado was right over our head the show stop the show <laughs> you yeah, know it, it, kiss it, played through a tornado son Dead Daisies had to cut their set a little bit short. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was another venue that had about 5,500 people.
2: But I like that the the author of the uh, review said, I'll take a Paul Stanley vocal with a little wear and tear over auto-tuned artists and pre-recorded tracks any day of the week. Oops. <laughs> Are you sure that's not what you just heard? <laughs> but I look right at your face. Maybe it wasn't you. Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Tom. Yep. September 3rd, DCU 5656. Two of those people were me and you. That's right, baby. 75% capacity of the 7541. Um that was our show. Yeah. Now, we have I have like I'm like uh Tom, here's some photos from that day. And you fucking text me. Dude, you sent me over
1: 91 photos. (laughs) I think they're still freaking downloaded.
2: (laughs) We had fun time. Remember, we walked in and we were seeing all the people in line, the kiss makeup people. Oh, my God. We had those fucking wicked photo bomb photos of them in line with us. It was so fun. And then we met Gene in his fucking smoking jacket, bathrobe fucking thing.
1: That was
0: great. Yep.
2: There was a Gene impersonator there. Yep. Oh my God! We went to the show, and we're going to be honest with you. We loved it. We oh, were yeah. super impressed. We thought they sounded awesome. Uh, we were right in front of the part where Paul jumped in, and landed right in front of us, shaking his
1: cock he in front of us. right in front of us. Yep, and that's where that's where our friend Rick and his young son, who painted his face, was there. I think he was taken to his first Kiss concert. He sat right right near us. Did he? Uh,
2: then we ran, didn't we run into him that end of the road?
1: Yeah, was it yeah. twice we met them? Yeah, because okay. his 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 son is a is a kiss freak just like us. Unfortunately, he can't listen to this podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? He doesn't want to go, Dad. <laughs> Dad, who's Peter North? Dad, wh-
2: what does it mean to be drunk off of cock?
1: <laughs> but don't forget, you forget one, another great memory of this show. Buying our illegal parking lot duffel bag (laughs) T-shirts off the guys that sleep under bridges outside of the DCU center.
2: (laughs) So that's where most of my court sessions go for bankruptcy court. Right next to the DCU uh, center. The registry deeds is over there. Yeah. Bankruptcy court is over there. The U S trustees offices are over there. So I'm there all prior to Fucking the pandemic. I'm over there once a week in hearings and shit. Yeah, yeah. So every time I drive by the DCU Center, I'm like, oh, this whole fucking city smells like weed. This oh, fucking yeah. whole place. Oh, oh yeah. And I think of those fucking fun times we've been yep. at concerts there. Yeah. Um, and then we saw them at uh, I think uh, was it an end of the road there too.
1: No, we saw, um, uh, we
2: see them one time or was it this concert that I remember we were in the fucking parking lot for a while.
1: That was this one. Yeah. Yeah. Because the parking garage across the street, we were on the very top and there's only one way out. So we put, we put kiss on shuffle. And I remember the list. I'm like, why is every fucking song off a sonic boom coming up on shuffle right now?
2: No. And that's when I started playing a lot of Gene Simmons solo on there. And you're like, oh, asshole. yeah, listen to the asshole bo- album Black Tongue and other yes. songs. You're like, get this shit off. And that's <laughs> what I was like. And I think that's when we were like, Are we really gonna do this podcast thing?
1: Yeah, and that was in because 2016. We, yeah. Right. Yep. We yep. were starting to think about doing it back then. It kept saw so, it kept coming up in the conversation. like, ah, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
2: yep. yeah. So, anyways, that's the DCU center. Um, September 10th is the show at Big Sandy Arena in Huntington, West Virginia. That was sold out.
1: 6109
2: Yep. Hmm. Okay. That's good. Then this is the embarrassing one. So yes. for, for some reason, September 10th, they finished, sold out. They're like, ooh, this is great. They take time off they come back october 29th in mehegan sun we've seen kiss there the place isn't big but there's gambling there's all sorts of shit yeah, they probably paid the artist well to go to mehegan sun because this, this they want the to This is fucked
1: up though. Yeah, this is fucked up.
2: Of 7413 3774 50% for That
1: is insane. That is insane. That's, that That's 3700 people. Yeah. That's that is bizarre.
2: So they go to one casino to another casino from Connecticut. They fly out to October 30th, in-house casino in California.
1: Yeah, they go from Connecticut to California in one day. Look at the look at the audience for this one.
2: 2574 capacity. It was probably a private audience. They probably made a shitload of money. Maybe. Right? And that's why Kiss is like, I don't give a shit. This will fill us up. Yep. Um, but I, I think the Mohegan one, even if they don't fill out, they make good money. Mohegan probably pays them good money because they oh, want yeah. this. It's place yeah. to get, bring bringing gamblers and shit like that. Yep. Um, and then November 4th, November 8th, kids cruise.
1: So yeah, so they do the show, the sail away show on the 4th. Great set list. Then the indoor shows in the Stardust Theater on the 6th and the 7th. And then on the 8th, they do a solo acoustic Paul Stanley show. Wow.
2: Yeah, this is the shit that I'm like, we talked about this mean Steve Wright from Potter than hell. You're paying more money on the KISS cruise, and you keep getting less and less and less.
1: Well, this is so, great, too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, but I'm
2: saying, where's this set list? So right now, the KISS cruise, I think, is at 60% capacity because a lot of the non-Americans uh, uh, can't come onto the cruise, so right. it's not even full. Better for us, yep. no offense, because it's not a full cruise. But you want to fill this thing up? Why isn't it they're not having a... Eric, uh don't say Eric, say a Catman acoustic set, where all the Catman sings all Catman songs, or a Spaceman acoustic set, where Tommy's doing all the fucking Ace and Tommy songs acoustic, and then Paul does this, and then Gene does this. Is it too much to ask?:
0: Well, really? you,
1: well, I agree, but you're missing the big point. So this Paul Stanley solo acoustic show available for 80 people, yeah, it was limited to the people who were buying a Kiss Cruise guitar and microphones, and the minimum purchase was $3,000 to go to that show. Yeah, because you get the guitar. Right. Okay. But you couldn't just go see the
2: show. No, You had to but, buy the guitar. Okay, but do a show. Are they doing a show now? Is Gene doing a show for selling his bass and all those events that they're doing? They're not doing any of
1: this shit, as far as I know. If I think Gene might be doing something. I'm going to be honest. I haven't really looked, because if he, even if he did, I wouldn't pay $3,000 for it. But, right.
2: Then you know what? instead of Tommy, play that riff, why don't you Tommy sing some fucking of your own songs yeah well, oh, black some, and black and black and blue is gonna be on the cruise. I don't fucking <laughs> want to hear that shit. I'm talking about do some spaceman songs
1: right right
2: or or Eric, do some fucking I don't know songs in between talking about watches
1: you know? okay well I'm gonna hold off on the cruise bitching until the cruise happens. So, I'll tell you right now, stay tuned for that crew, that post cruise episode. I see this
2: and I'm like, I know, I, I
1: know. And then,
2: I don't know, they call it part of the tour. Uh, November 12th, they go to Mexico with some sort of a package deal with, like, I don't know, fucking Suicidal Tennessee's, uh, Sacred Reich, Twisted Sister, a bunch of others. And they have a set list, which is insane, which is basically the Creatures of the Sea set list they did on the tour. Yep. So, you have songs like Keep Me Coming radioactive wouldn't you like to know me uh rock and roll hell hell. yeah so that was kind of interesting and they end in tijuana mexico with i think the same set list that we've been uh listening to since uh august uh the third yep so and then that's how they end the uh basically the tour the freedom of rock tour Mm -hmm. um the big thing about the tour for me my take take takeaway is it's just again it you can't look at things about with kiss without looking at the big picture. So when you see this, you're like, if they took away this tour and I get the double billing they did with Def Leppard, but then they did the kiss world tour. Like it would have been able to be a bigger bet, uh, build up buildup for end of the road tour. I agree. But kiss has been on that same nostalgic tour as all those other classic rock bands that no one's listening to anything new, but they're just out there. So did it need to be there? You know, I'm not sad. I'm not upset or thinking that it was a waste. I liked the tour, the concert that we went to when we saw them. I thought it was a thousand times better than when they played with Def Leppard. Um, But it's just the redundancy of it all. The same set list, the same kind of costumes. The same, like you know, theatrics. I don't know. Maybe fucking fly Eric Singer on a flying hot dog across the stage. Do something different.
1: I, I just the one. Yeah, I got you. I, I got you. Believe me, I'm with you. But the one, the one thing. I mean, at the one thing I'm going to give them credit for is at least they tried something different with the end of the road stage, the pods, with the visuals and the graphics. But the the set list, I. I you know, you look, we're talking about a tour that was start was three years before the End of the Road Tour started, 2016. And it the set list is literally 99% identical. Like, you didn't even, you didn't, and I hate, you know, I hate, I don't want to use the word complacent or lazy. But when you do that, you're setting yourself up for people like us to be like, oh, you just, you have, you didn't even try to learn anything new for the End of the Road Tour. You didn't even try to learn anything new for the end of the road tour. Not one or two, nothing. It's the exact same songs you've been playing because you know you're going to announce the end of the road tour. You're going to sell tickets. You're going to sell merch. You're going to have the cruise. Everything's going to be great. We don't need to. And guess what? They're right.
2: But the problem is they want to just rely on, well, it's a, it's a fun show. And it okay. is. All right. But it's like seeing the Blue Man Group. And the Blue Man Group never changes this fucking app. Right. You've seen it once. Okay. Oh, I'll bring my friend now to see it with him. Okay. Right. Let me go see it again. Okay. Let me see it again. Okay. Like, you got to fucking change it up. And to them, they're thinking, like, people that come see us, never seen us. They're, like, fucking blown. Blown away. Right. But so what's wrong with it? We put on a great show. What's your fucking problem? Right. Dude, you know that if 50% of the people are new, then guess what? 50% of the people are your fucking loyal customers that have seen you many times. Change it up.
1: I'm telling you right now, I will have a full-blown fucking stroke if we're on the cruise and we're having this conversation. If we're having the set list conversation on the cruise, I'm going to fucking snap. This is
2: when you're going to snap, when they go, this one's become a classic. It starts off like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Nope, and you're going to go,
2: are you fucking kidding me? On the kids' cruise, you're playing Say Ya yeah to me. I'm going to kill you. You do not treat me like this.
1: That's when I go ask for assistance to find the anchor so I can tie it around my neck and jump off the fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't want to have that conversation. So. But that's
2: the kind of shit. Anyways. I know. Freedom the Rock tour, not bad, but let's uh let's figure out where we rank this tour first before we do that though yeah we're going to do a set list tom so we know we have the set list kind of set up here yep okay yep the main set list we've described and that is detroit rock city deuce shout it out loud cast do you love me i love it loud flaming youth god of thunder cycle circus shock me cold gin lick it up war machine love gun black diamond beth star spangled banner Rock and roll night. Now, you have the options to add Creatures of the Night, Calling Dr. Love, 100,000 years, Strutter, I was made for loving you. What stays, what goes?
1: Okay. For me, Lick It Up is coming out. You heard me. Lick It Up's coming out. Creatures of the Night is going in. Cold Gin is coming out. And Calling Dr. Love is going in. Those will probably be my only two changes. Okay. Yep.
2: For me, looking at this set list, I can't believe you didn't say this yet, Tom.
1: What? Star
2: Spangled Banner. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. I, you know what? I know. I wasn't even really counting that, but you're right. All That's right. So spec- let, me,
2: let me give you that. So okay, you take Star Spangled Banner out. What, go, what goes in? Or Strutter. maybe you keep so Strutter. Yes. Okay.
1: Yep. So I would take out Cold Gin, Lick It Up, and Star Spangled Banner and put in Strutter, Callin' Dr. Love, and Creatures of the Night. Gotcha. Yeah. So for me, although
2: of all these songs in here, Flaming Youth is probably my least favorite. Just like I left Animal in on the hottest show on earth. It's different. I'm leaving it in there because I'd like to hear it because I don't hear anything else. You know me, Tom. Psycho Circus. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Yep, Oh, I know.
2: So the easier is what's what's out here that I like better. Calling Dr. Love. I like way better. That's my favorite of those songs. So calling Dr. Love over Psycho Circus. Um, Star Spangled Banner. Out, and I'm going to bring in creatures of the night, which I haven't heard that much of.
0: All yeah, right? I agree. Yeah, uh,
2: I'm going to leave Shock Me because they don't really do that that much. Oh yeah, I,
1: gotta, I love you. Got to leave Shock Me. I, I don't camp. need just doing it.
2: Yeah, I don't need a hundred thousand years. I'll take Colgin over Strutter. The only thing I'm contemplating, Tom, is do I want "I Was Made for Loving You" over anything in here?
1: No. I didn't, although if I was going to be forced to make a change, I would take out I love it loud. Not that I don't like the song, but when it live, it's just a plotting song. So do you take that out for I was
2: made for loving you or not?
1: I don't. <laughs> maybe. Probably. I'm, I'm, I'm like 51, 49 on that one in favor of I was made for loving you. So maybe.
2: Well, you didn't mention it originally, so let's just leave it in. Okay. Let's leave. Nope. Let's leave. I love it loud. So okay. that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and for me, I'm just gonna stay with those three. So, Psycho Circus goes out. Calling Doctor Love goes in. Um, Star Spangled goes out. Creatures of the Night goes in. And uh, I think that was it. I wasn't gonna put in Strutter. I wasn't gonna put a hundred thousand years. I'm not putting in. I was made for loving you. So okay. that's what I would go for. Now okay. let's go to the tours, buddy. Okay. Let's go to the costumes. Okay. I don't oh, no. know. The costumes. We these are the costumes, these are the tours we reviewed so far. Yep. Spirit of 76, Hot in the Shade, Hottest Show on Earth. Okay. Tom, do you have your ranking for uh costumes?
1: I do. I got Spirit of 76, Destroyer Tour. Um, at number one, right behind that is Hottest Show on Earth because it's makeup tour, and number three is Hot in the Shade because they really weren't wearing anything spectacular just kind of regular clothes so okay so where is freedom of rock the costumes going again it's very similar is there's not that big of a difference so it's kind of a coin flip just because we went to the show i'm going to put it at number two really yeah i'm going to put it i'm going to put it above hottest show on earth because it's very similar and hot in the shade i love that but it's almost no 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 non-makeup quote-unquote costume is going to ever beat a, a makeup costume for me so I'll, I'll put freedom to rock number two just because we were there and we saw it i'll give it the edge there
2: so for me i had spirit of 76 one hottest show on earth two hot in the shade three i'm gonna put this one at number three tom the reason why i put a hottest show on earth number two yep, because i feel like it was earlier so it would be more original technically than i got freedom you rock
0: yep that's so for
2: when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, it's nothing really new. Right. So that's the only reason. Now, okay. they, again, some some Kiss nerd is going to point out the subtleties and the difference, which we love. <laughs> yep. And we put out the Kiss nerd siren for you guys to point it out. Uh, please let us know. Uh, yep. Let's go over to the stage now, Tom. Okay. Uh, Want to tell us how you rank these?
1: For me, number one, I got hot in the shade because uh, I was there and it was fucking fantastic with Lee on the Sphinx. Then I got behind, right behind that Spirit of '76 tour, and then hottest show on Earth. Last for this, I, I the hottest show on Earth stage was kind of weird because, like we said, it has the, the the Kiss logo in the middle, monitors on the side, and then other little screens doing some stuff. This was a little bit more simple with the with the big giant screen. It was a little bit more streamlined. So I did like that, but even still, I'm going to put it third. So Hottest Show on Earth is going to go to the bottom, and uh, I'll put this one right above that at number three. So Freedom to Rock is number three? Correct. Yep.
2: All right, Tom, I had Spirit of 76, Hot in the Shade 2, Hottest Show on Earth 3. I'm going to do what you did, and I'm going to put Hottest Show on Earth in the bottom, and Freedom to Rock is number three.
1: Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. Yep.
2: So one more to do, right? And that is the set list, Tom. You want to tell us what you put for set list?
1: Yep. So I got Hot in the Shade number one. Um, Any show that opens up with I Stole Your Love is going to be tough to beat. And then I got Spirit of 76 uh, right behind that. And then Hottest Show on Earth last right now. Okay. So Freedom to Rock only had 16 songs. Hottest Show on Earth had about twenty-one songs, including I know I don't love I'm an Animal, but it did have a couple couple different things. They played modern day Delilah and you know stuff like that. It was a little bit different, but because it had more songs, it it it, it beats out Freedom to Rock. So unfortunately, Freedom to Rock's going last. Tom um, Spirit of '76 for me, Hot in the
2: Shade number two, Hottest Show on Earth number three. Uh, no need to say more. I I'm with you. Freedom to Rock is last. 16 songs, because we're not counting Star-Spangled Banner. Yep. 16 songs versus 21, 22. Come on.
1: Yep, exactly.
2: That's the only reason. They're basically the same, except they're missing a couple more. Yep. Um. So I went Hardest Show on Earth is 3 and Freedom Rock
1: 4. Okay.
2: All right. Now, overall tour.
1: Yep. I got Spirit of 76, Destroyer, because it's just legendary and iconic. I wanted to put hot in the shade number one, but I can't. And then we're talking overall, this, this, this ranking here includes the set list, the stage, the costumes, the entire thing altogether. So I got spirit of 76, number one, hot in the shade, number two, hottest show on earth. Number three, uh, we were at freedom to rock. We had a good time, good memories. I know it doesn't sound like we were crazy about everything, but you put the whole thing in a package. It was a great night, uh, but even still, it's not going to beat out. Uh, hot in the shade, so it's going to go number three. Freedom to rock will be number three for me. Hottest show on earth will drop to last. Wow! And and freedom to rock get, gets it just because I was there. I did not see the hottest show on earth tour, so.
2: Wow. Well, yeah. Let me uh, scroll <clears throat> for my stuff. I'll say, for me, Tom on the um, overall, uh, I had spirit of '76, hot in the shade, hottest show on earth. I am going to put this last really okay yeah i know we went there and we had a great time but i feel like if i went the hottest show on earth with you i would have had a great time i agree so the fact i'm not giving a bonus because i saw it with you it has a little bit of nostalgia but the fact of the matter is if i went to a kiss concert and i heard modern day delilah open up yeah oh my god
1: that'd be cool i hear you i know plus
2: they played songs like firehouse crazy nights i'm an animal yep right and they had all my favorites in their black diamond detroit rock city lick it up you know do you love me um rock and roll all night uh you know and they they i know we're sick of it now but they had a new song like say yeah in the yep in in the set
1: list it's all Uh, good points i'm not gonna argue with that yeah like i said i think i think i just gave more points for the nostalgia you know yeah i got you
2: the stage, I know, I think the, this one, um, the, the, excuse me, the stage, Freedom of Rock was slightly better. The costumes really almost the same. Yep. I just find the set list with more songs and I think more deep cuts. I'll take this. So overall, I went with Freedom of Rock as my favorite for the, uh, the uh, tour. So okay. that's, uh, I mean. Overall, I went with "Hottest Show on Earth" over "Freedom the Rock," but it was very close. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Tom, what we do next is this.
0: Hi, this is Ed Spansberg of ClickTShop.com, and for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTShop.com. At Click Tea Shop, you can find lots of kiss inspired t
2: shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new
1: fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week. All right. Our question of the week is from our good friend and longtime listener, Steve. He says, according to one book, the Vinnie Vincent album the debut album, the songs Boys Are Gonna Rock, Twisted, Animal, Shoot You Full of Love, Victim, and Do You Want to Make Love were potentially going to appear on Animal Eyes. Which of those songs, I'm going to paraphrase his question here, which of those songs would you put on Animal Eyes, if any, and what would you take off of Animalize to make room for these songs? This is easy.
2: I would take while the city sleeps off and piss all over it. And I would put on definitely boys are going to rock. Come on. Yep. And Paul hitting that. note. no. Oh, Paul could pull that off in
1: 84. Definitely.
2: And Vinny would tone down that fucking insane solo.
1: Yep. Wait a minute. You're telling me you're leaving murder and high heels on animal eyes. Yeah. I always had while the city sleeps worse. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to actually make two choices here. I'm, I'm going I'm to make my own rules here. I'm going to put boys are going to rock and shoot you full of love on animal eyes. <laughs> 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 and I'm going to get rid of murder and high heels. And although I kind of like the song, I'm going to get rid of lonely is the hunter. And I'm going oh. repl- and, and to replace those with boys are going to rock and shoot you full of love because I nah. love those songs. First of
2: all, uh, uh, changing the rules. Oh, you can't change the rules. No, there are no rules, Jericho. I <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, oh, we. Ooh, I forgot. We're not allowed to do that. Eat a fucking dick, Tony.
1: Oh, oh here the we rules. go again. Changing the rules. <laughs>
2: fucking fake Italian.
1: Oh, um, oh, God. I can't wait to throw him overboard.
2: He tried to do an Italian off with Tommy today. It he, didn't go well.
1: Yeah, he lost badly. And not lost. Really, not and it didn't. It didn't go well. No, no.
2: no. But if I, Tom, it, it, to go along with that, Tom, of course I would put Shoot you full of love over fucking uh, while murder and high heels. Okay.
1: All right. I knew Definitely. you would.
2: But okay. I, I mean, if I had one choice, I would do while sleep I just think Paul would hit that. That fucking opening. Boys are gonna rock. Paul oh my god. Nodes too.
1: That would have been. Oh, that would have god. been insane. I agree. I agree. That would have been great. Great question, Steve. We love you. A longtime fan of the show. We love you. Great question. Thank you very much. And thanks to Ed from Click T Shop for uh, doing our question of the week uh, every week. And, Tom, where can people find us? People can find us uh, primarily on our email at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. Please send us your emails. uh, Like we always say every week, we might not get around to reading every one of them on the show, but we do read all of them, so please send them, you know, comments, feedback, anything that's on your mind you want to talk about, questions, of course, we because we read a question every week. Uh, and then, of course, all the social medias, we're very active in, uh, on there, so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you can always send us a DM on each of those as well, uh, so please do that. Uh, and we're also part of the wonderful Pantheon podcast network of shows, tons of great shows on there, all different genres of music, uh, and as we mentioned earlier in the show, our excellent Patreon family which we're extremely grateful for and again a big shout out to Michael Murphy this week new Patreon family member so thank you to that uh, and as our question of the week was sponsored by Ed from Click T-Shop please go there to get your shout out loud cast gear your t-shirts your album review crew t-shirts and coming soon we didn't forget the Zeppelin Chronicles stuff will be there soon as well
2: and tom people can always dm us on Twitter Facebook and Instagram We get stuff all the time. I get shit on Instagram constantly, and it's a fucking hilarious shit. Now, if Tom actually fucking gets the app on his phone, maybe he could get involved in these conversations as well.
1: Nope.
2: (laughs) Anyways, Tom, Archer Smith asked us on Instagram earlier today, have you guys reviewed Destroyer? Nope, not yet All nope. good, but when you guys will It will be a banger Where do you think Archer's from, Tom?
1: The UK It's gotta be, right? It's gotta be
2: A banger? That's, that's uh, who else used to say that? Was that a, is that a, uh, what's his name there? Is that a Nige term? Yeah, thank you, a <laughs> Nige term That's exactly who I was thinking of, Tom Nige Savage with, And Mrs. With... Savage, uh I think those fucking uh, are, two are hilarious and great. I uh, also want to give a shout out to Joyce Home Services, who uh, continuously support the show. And we always want to tip the hat to them and their hardworking employees. Thank you for being fans and listeners of the show. Thank you, guys.
1: Awesome. Thank you, guys. That's great. Absolutely.
2: And, uh, Tom, people can always subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, which is getting more feedback than anything else we have on social
1: media. Oh, businesses. it's crazy. I love we it. We love our YouTube
2: uh, subscribers. And if you're not a subscriber, get on there and subscribe regardless. it's uh, we the, the, the comedy there is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. um, Please give us one of those five-star child reviews on Apple iTunes. When we get those, we always read those online. Uh, those are uh, a big help to us. Helps uh, move, move us up the food chain. And uh, gets our podcast out to more and more people. And we really appreciate when you guys do that. And if you do, please let us know uh, who you are if we can't tell from your review. Because we had that recently uh, from, I think it was uh, BBB something. And he he actually emailed us and gave us his name on Twitter. And uh, it actually helped us out a lot. Yeah, good thank you guys for that uh and then finally i always tell people shout it out loudcast our email shout it out loudcast at gmail.com shout it out loudcast at gmail.com we love reading the emails and even though we may not reply to you guys on the air we do love reading them and we read them all
1: absolutely yep thank you guys please continue to keep those reviews coming they're awesome so
2: tom i want to leave this with
1: famous last words you got any Oh, of course. Eggs in one basket, but she threw me a bone. She was dealt a full deck, but she likes to live alone.
0: What the fuck?
1: Lonely is the hunter. We're talking animalize. I'm oh. going animal eyes, baby. Gotcha.
2: Flaming youth. Our flag is flying higher and higher and higher and higher and <laughs> higher and higher. <laughs>
1: And higher beautiful how does it go flaming youth to set the world on fire it goes higher and higher don't you know it keeps going up and up and higher if it goes too high you're gonna get to the chopper yes it can't get too high the flaming youth we don't want anything flaming especially young people <laughs> do you remember do you remember that video Couple years back,
2: for no reason, Arnold was in like a gymnasium or something, talking to somebody, and his back was turned. And some kid ran up to a flying drop cake to his back. Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> yes. Why would the That's Why the did that happen? Su- that was the most surreal thing. He's like, "Ah, <laughs> stop it! i going to fucking kick the sh- shit out of that asshole." <laughs> drop kick out of the back
1: why would you do that oh
2: god wonderful stuff tom almost time
1: i can't believe it cannot believe it
2: thank you tom thank you kiss army thank you loudcasters
1: guys thank you so much uh, great stuff as always. Being a, a part of the the show with you guys, you guys make this show, and we can't thank you guys enough. All oh, everybody on social media, the emails, the patrons—it's wonderful. Thank you so much, and Zeus, of course, thank you, my friend. Don't forget, if you're on the Kiss Cruise, find us. Please do absolutely. Yes, yes, we want that.
2: Peace out, Girl Scout. Woo!
1: We love you.